Facebook friends, welcome, welcome back to another evening. Welcome to Memorial Day weekend. It is great to be here with you again today. It was a beautiful day today. Um, yeah, it was just a beautiful day. But where are we heading? Today we're going heading towards he who rules his emotions is greater than he that takes a city. We're talking about being emotionally strong people. And this is where we really get into some roots of how do they do it? You know, you have a look and you say, man, my older brother, he always has his emotions in check and he can handle things. Or that aunt or that, uh, that one manager that let's go see her because she knows what to do because she handles these tragedies, we think, or these, these challenges or problems better than us how does she do it how can he do that after or how can she do that he just walked out on it how can she continue to not just fall apart and let the world fall down around her you ever feel that way well how can I continue this job after he just told me exactly that everything I do is crap and that I'll never amount to anything how can people emotionally get through that well, I think that we're going to address some of those issues today in this because if we can learn the key to controlling our emotions, because remember, emotions are the uh, uh, subconscious mind. So how do we control that? I think I alluded to it in the past, but we'll go over it again today. How do we do that? He who rules his emotions is greater than he that takes a city. John Maxwell says, um, he said, but I don't know how hard it is to rule. He says, I do know how hard it is to rule my emotions. I may not know how hard it is to take a city, but he knows how hard it is to control his emotions. And he says that's one of the things he's continuously works on. And let to control your emotions instead of your emotions controlling you. Because once your emotions control you, a lot of times we lose control. So he tells a story here about a golfer. Um, what's the name? The golfer's name is Sneed. Let me put these on right quick. Yeah, the golfer's name was uh, Sneed. Uh, since I'm not a golfer, I guess uh, Sam Snead, one of the famous golfers, PGA, great Sam Snead. Yeah, I remember him on TV. On the first hole, Snead made a terrible score, a seven, three strokes over par. And he, he says, as they exited the green to go to the next hole, Snead was unruffled. Then this next statement is powerful. He said, that's why we play 18 holes. His round ended the day, four under par. He didn't allow a low to control his emotions or his game. Isn't that powerful? He didn't allow that low to control his emotions or his game. I guess, I guess as I look at that, I always think, I, and I mentioned this before, we're complex beings. We are... Uh, we are spiritual beings and we are gifted with an intellect and we live in and through this physical body. And with that being said, we can live and we can exist 
in control within either the physical body, which is very emotional, or we can control within the intellectual, or we can control through our spirit, which is a lot of our emotions, emotions are affected. But when we look in the spirit, we can look at things, I say, from a bigger picture. It's kind of like the out-of-body experience. Something happens to you. You can choose to react in the here and now, the physical, or you can think and use your mind and spirit and sort of, sort of be like an out-of-body, saying, this happened to me. What do I need to do? You know, the, the logical thing or the, the primitive thing is to get upset and punch this guy in the eye. No. But I'm, I've grown from that. How can I help this person? Obviously, they have a problem, a challenge. What is the most effective way? Hitting this guy is not effective. And certainly make me feel good. But emotionally, it won't help the situation. So, um, I think that that's what we have to do is, is look at the emotional part or the spirit, look at things from a spiritual side. Always looking. If we have, if we're connected with, with, um, with our oneness with God and he is living to and through us, then if we're looking to him for guidance, then as things happen, as we experience things in life, we can look from that standpoint. And I can tell you um, from my experience, then you look with anticipation and, and, and excitement because you, you realize that you truly are not in control. The moment we think we're in control is when we move into our physical and then we're challenged because the physical, uh, then we do things that we regret later. But when we stay in the spiritual, we can stay calm, we can think through things, and we can look to the Lord, who, like I said many times, is always testing us. And if you go with the Spirit, you know, how we look, how, when we change the way we look at things, the, the things we look at change. And when we change the way we look at, approach life, and realize that we're being tested, then we, uh, the way we approach and look at what happens to us changes also we tend to look a little bit more of a long-term perspective and, and, and out of the emotional part of it and then control it better um, when, we, when we look from the spiritual side and saying, Lord, help me, what are you trying to teach me in this lesson here? You know, I just hit this car. You know, I wasn't paying attention. Obviously, the lesson is I need to pay more attention. I need to get in here and take the action necessary to resolve the situation. But not just resolve it, to learn the lesson that you were trying to teach me so that I become stronger so you can use me in a greater way. Living into our passion, impacting lives in a great way. That is great. That is that is the that is my uh, Facebook group. That's the kind of things that we we are we are talking about and working on. Living your passion, impacting lives. Because, as Jim Wooden says, they're always watching. They're always watching. Someone's always watching. If you don't believe it, like I say, particularly if you have children, trust me on this. Uh, if you don't see it now when they're young, when they're older, if you have some that are a little older, and you listen to some of the things they say, 
all of a sudden something goes off in your mind. They were listening. You think back to the time when you used to say those things. And you're like, my Lord, they were listening to what I was saying. I thought that it went in one ear and out the other. No, no. They are listening. They have taken up more of what you said than you could ever think or dream of. But yeah, um, so like he said here, uh, even with the uh, with Sam Snead in golf, um, you know, the first shot was a bad shot, but that doesn't mean it has to ruin your whole life. And when you have a challenge that occurs, the first feeling is that, that, that sometimes the feeling of overwhelm, it's too much for me. But when you take a step back, and I always say think of gratitude, and you think of where you could be, what you could be doing, and you really start looking at the situation you are in, then it's like, you know what? Yes, it's a challenge and I've got to get through it, but aren't I blessed to be in this situation? If I wasn't doing anything, if I wasn't in action, if I wasn't in living life and just an observer, these challenges wouldn't even be on my uh, on my radar. But then I'd be regretting it and unfulfilled. But these are the things that I'm learning and I'm being taught that are helping me to grow. And we change the way we look at things. The things we look at change. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. He talks about uh, success has a tendency to uh, make us, uh, when we have highs and lows, he said the lows tend to uh, keep, we try to stay down there, but at the same time, you've experienced this. When you've done something great or you, you've gotten a uh, high, you've uh, accomplished, finished college, or you just got a bonus because you worked hard for the last month of December, something to that nature, then you kind of feel good and you kind of, back off all that hard work and activity you were doing and you tend to get a little complacent. And when you do, then you start noticing things slip. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my mentor the other day and we were having that conversation. He talked about how uh, when he was uh, getting started uh, and he quit his job to, to run his business, he talked about, you know, you work hard, you get double and then the next month you kind of like work but not work kind of thing and you kind of slacked off and then things drop then you work out again and then you get tired of that and you say to yourself why don't I just create the pattern create the consistency and just do it and then when things happen good continue the same pattern when things happen bad continue the same pattern but don't let up from the activities that I know I need to be engaged in to level off that roller coaster. Why run the roller coaster when you don't have to? But when we become spiritually mature, uh, when we learn to control ourselves, our emotions, then we understand a lot more of what life is all about. And we can be more, more consistent. The goods and bads we are consistent in what we our activities that need to be done. Um, I see it all the time at work. Sometimes uh, the tendency, the mind is trying to tell you you're overwhelmed, but in reality you're not. You just need to focus a little bit more and and, and say things like, 
you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So go find that bite you need to eat and eat that first bite. Move on to the next. Eat that second one. And before you know it, um, you realize that that overwhelm that you thought was coming in and you were about to say but didn't say it wasn't really overwhelmed. And then you feel a little bit more confident finishing out the rest of your day. Yes. So he says, in the end, the highs and lows can rob us of reality and prevent our, our, our correcting our activity. In the end, the highs and lows can rob us of reality and prevent our activity. The highs and lows, and this happens a lot of times. Uh, you talk to people, and, and, and you notice the people who succeed, if you observe them, when something bad happens or when something good happens, how they react to it. It's not a massive thing either in either direction because they understand the overall big picture of life. They understand their purpose. They understand their passion and what they're trying to accomplish. And and they understand that there's going to be highs and lows because that's life. It's living. But they don't let that affect the activities that they need to do. And they continue to reflect and refine what they need to do and they consistently stay in the game. Stay in the arena is what I meant to say. You know, I talk about get out of the grandstand, stay in the arena. That's where life is made. That's where you're going to find your growth. And that's where you're going to impact other people's lives. So, um, he says in that, so how do I limit the impact of my highs and lows? How does John Maxwell limit the impact of his highs and lows? And I had heard this a while ago, but this is great. You're going to love it. He says, I practice the 24-hour rule. Simply stated, I limit the effect of any emotional high or low to the 24-hour period that follows the occurrence. If I have a great success, I celebrate for 24 hours. My team and I give each other five high, high fives. We relive the victory. We compliment one another, but only for a day. Then we get back to work. You know that yesterday's success won't bring us today uh, success. Today's work does. You know, sometimes and sometimes a lot of people live in that past. I remember the day when I was captain of the football team. I remember I was president of this or that. Well, that was great back then. But yesterday's success is not going to guarantee today's success. What's going to guarantee today's success is today's work. So, that's, what's, uh, that's what happened. So, how do you do that? Um, how do you get back up? It says, and this, and this is good, he talked about um, some of the things he does after a low happens and you start to feel bad. He said, if I have a difficult time loving myself, I do things that will give me a realistic perspective. I'll go to Jim Collins' book, Built to Last, look at all the companies that started strong and failed, and I'll list the things that could go wrong if I don't continue to make positive changes and improvements in my life. Or I'll look at the challenges that still lie ahead. It's always a uh, eye-opener when you're on your highs. Is look at the challenges ahead and look at... Uh, the, the the challenges that occurred in the past. I always 
you know, one of my favorite that I bounce on and talk about is Blockbuster. They missed the move. Instead of making the change, they stayed where they were. They thought that nothing was going to change and they could continue to be what they were. But see, they missed the market demand. The, the market demanded a different way of media, um, uh, absorbed media. Not by going to get videos, but it all became online and, and cable and all kinds of things. And they missed the change. Had they made the change, it'd still be a big powerhouse today. But when executives fail to see the change coming and don't make the moves, that's what happens. Uh, the, the company gets lost in someone else who is willing to do that. Uh, I was listening to Simon Sinek today. He was talking about how um, uh, Job's in uh, Apple he said, uh, we need to make a change here. He said, fundamentally, it's different from the way the company is. He says, we're going to have to uh, tear it down and rebuild it. He said, it's better us to do it than someone else. And that's it. When you see, when you get your eyes off yourself, as he said, when you get your eyes off yourself and you get the, your eyes on what, what are people, what do people need, and then you're willing to go through the pain instead of saying, I'm going to stay here because it's uncomfortable. you got to be willing to do the uncomfortable for the needs of the people and not be, and not worry about, you know, what's best for me. The moment you make that switch in your mind and you realize, what do the people need? And what do those that I, I, I need to serve need? And you focus on that, the whole life changes. And you really begin to understand what needs to be done in order for you to continue to serve in a powerful way. And it changes. And that's why we have to be vigilant. As he was saying, the why never changes, but the, the future and how we get there. So I always talk about you have that, that destination, but how you get there is never really totally mapped out. Because if it is, as Simon Sinek said, if it is, you know, God says, um, if you want to have a chuckle, give God your plans. Because he'll totally change your plans, because he always does. So when we have a plan, uh, realize that the way that, when we know what the our purpose is and our passion is, and we think we have the path to get there, we've got to be flexible enough to realize what our purpose is. And understand that the way to get there is going to change several times. Powerful stuff I was listening to today. Powerful stuff. But yeah, so um, um, getting back to where we were. Staying emotionally charged and talking about Jim Collins and how we improve. Similarly, yeah, yeah, through failures. I allow myself, and now about failures. That was about success, but then about failures. Similar in, in the experience. Um, Similarly, he said, if I experience great failure, I allow myself 24 hours, feel bad, the blues, wear black, breathe, blah, blah, blah. Toward the end of the emotional limit, I begin doing things that bring me back to a level of emotional stability. Spend time with positive friends, play golf, share some lessons that you learn in your downtime, and then focus on the good things in your life. Or, help someone. 
I was feeling bad because I didn't have any shoes until I saw the guy that had no feet. I love that, that image. You know, we're, we're, we're feeling bad because we don't have any shoes. And we walk by a guy who has no feet. And then we think, how blessed am I? How blessed am I? I have my feet. What, what am I complaining about? I apologize, I forgot to turn that phone off. But we're nearing the end, so hopefully we can ignore that. And I can talk some drama out for good. Man, give me one half a second. Apologize, apologize. Yeah, we were ending up, but this is so good. I did not want to end. Apologize for that. Uh, that was my fault. It's part of going live that we have to live with is a live fine. Um, but yeah, to, to you know, yes, things occur. Go ahead. Give you, I think that's a good idea. His 24-hour um, thought process is kind of brilliant when you think about it. To, to level yourself off, whether it's high, whether it's low, get back to reality, the reality of life, and keep doing what you need to do. Follow the, the pattern towards your purpose because people need help, people need the impact, and you need to keep giving it regardless of what happens to you. It's getting your eyes off you and realizing the bigger picture that makes it, makes it well worth well worth the effort to continue. And the key, in the end here, focus on the things good in your life, or help someone. Action is the key. Action is the key. Whether dealing with highs or lows, taking action helps you get back on track, regain control of your emotions. That's how I'm emotionally strong. Action's the key. So many times, you know, we can, things happen to us. And if we take the right action, we can snap out of it much quicker than if we choose to, we, it's a choice, if we choose to stay there. And you can see it, you can see it. Uh, and when we finally make the decision, and it's a, a personal decision for each person, when we finally make a decision, I'm not going to let this happen to me again. I'm not going to get this down again. And then you intentional about keeping yourself in a, I say, a positive environment, a positive stance. Then as you feel these things come on, you immediately are fighting against them by using the resources you have available to you to get out of it. If it's visiting your favorite grandchild or if it's... Uh, uh, reading your favorite book of success, grab it from the shelf and read it to get back level where you need to be so that you can continue on the higher purpose of what you're trying to accomplish. Living your passion and impacting lives in a great way is greater than your, your little pity party about yourself. And some of the things may be larger, but at the same time, we can't let it, let it control us. We want to control the emotions. Because when the emotions control us, then we're no longer in control. And remember, 
all of this is working on the conscious mind and our thoughts because thoughts affect the emotional side. The emotions are controlled by what's considered our subconscious mind. So how do we control that subconscious mind? By the thoughts we keep at the forefront of our mind will control our emotions. Because remember, those emotions, if we stay on that negative side, can cause all kinds of physical challenges as well. It's, it's known scientifically that a lot of times, well, optimists live longer, but at the same time, those who do positive things live longer. And it, it's healthier because it, it keeps the body in a more healthy state. And the more we do that and stay in that positive realm, the more we uh, can affect ourselves in a positive way. And the, the opposite is the same. Um, if, if you hear, if you ever hear someone negative, and, and you'll, you'll you'll see how many pills they're taking during the day because of all of these health issues they have. But a lot of those health issues are, are brought on. We try to say that the mind and the body are separate, but they're not. They're all interconnected. And the mind, when you start to understand what the mind truly is, it's within every cell. And if that is true. Our emotions are affected by every cell. If not, why when we're afraid do we shiver? Why when we're sad that we cry and our heart beat slows down and all kinds of things occur physiologically? Because we are all one. We're complex beings. But we can control it with our mind. And the key is the action. And we can control the action. Because it's the choices we make. You can make a choice. Um, <laughs> I, I was just thinking of the story of Jonah. He didn't want to make the decision. That Jonah was uh, uh, in the well, and he didn't want to help the people because he knew God would bless that group of people. But uh, but he did. He did because um, <laughs> that's what God wanted him to do. But yeah, we can control. We can control our actions in any situation. It's a choice we make. But it, it takes some mental thought to understand. And if you're a spiritual and you believe in, in God, then if you understand that he's overall in control, then you go into situations that way, you understand that he is overall directing. And you look to him for guidance, which is all he wants anyways then you're better prepared in those situations that you go through and you become an emotionally strong person and you're able to help others because those who are emotionally strong people look up to them for guidance you know whatever we do in the situation they go into panic mode because they're staying in the physical and they're look, looking from the intellectual or the uh, spiritual part of who they are master these skills controlling the emotions or always work toward getting better at them and watch how your dramatically you know, life changes because you can do that. As a matter of fact, if you are one of those that are very uh, emotional and go off the handle and all of a sudden you haven't changed, people will start asking questions, what's wrong with you? Normally you would have just jumped up and 
through a chair across the room, but you didn't do that that time. And you realize, no, that doesn't, it doesn't do me or anyone else any good. Um, other than I get a little exercise, but it's not necessary. And, and when you grow in that experience, your life changes. Man, this is great stuff. Living your passion, impacting lives. Come join us in there. Um, we are starting to ramp up this weekend. I've got some great ideas. I'm going to start putting in there. Um, yeah, yeah. And you can meet some great people that are just like you. Uh, I like the shout-outs. Some more shout-outs would be great in the... Um, uh, shout-outs would be great in the... in on the Facebook page. I was trying to figure out where everyone is that's listening to me. Because I'm excited to understand how far my reach is. And, and it gives you that understanding that we're all not that different from each other. We're all very similar. So the things that work, because we're all human. So there are certain things, basic human understanding, that once we understand it and get a hold of it, we can go anywhere in our lives. So that's my lesson. Continue to uh, bring your friends in. I'm loving it. And uh, yeah, join up. Uh, take, take, test the group out. And if you find it doesn't serve you, then um, just stop. I'm not, all I say is give yourself the opportunity. Don't be one of those who look back later and say, you know, I should have, I could have. Be one of those who said, I'm glad I did. Thank you and have a great evening. Oh.